0: There's something new on Airs LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Tequesta, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Parsi Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Braille Institute of America. Today, we're going to talk about being prepared for an earthquake or other types of natural disaster. Although this is kind of a difficult thing to think about, I think in all reality we must be prepared for such types of situations. Especially for those of us who go to school or go to work, or often are living alone, it's very important that we're prepared for some sort of a disaster. In the recent months, there's been quite a few earthquakes, and some of these earthquakes have actually been quite large. I know for myself, it seems that wherever I go, these earthquakes seem to follow me. When I was a child, there was a large earthquake in a town called Silmar in California, and it was registered at 7.1%. And then when I got a bit older, I then got married and I moved to Northridge and there was a huge earthquake in Northridge. So I am one who's quite experienced at these earthquakes and I think it's something that we must always remind ourselves as to how to prepare for these types of tragedies. Well, the first thing that we have to remember is that all it takes is a little bit of planning. By planning and thinking ahead, we could really protect ourselves to a really great degree. For my situation, all the earthquakes that I've been involved in have always been things that occurred at night. They occurred at 4.30 in the morning or 6 o'clock and never have any of these really large earthquakes happen when it was in the rush hour thing. So in many cases, this made things a bit easier, but it is possible that an earthquake could happen at any time. But we're going to start out by being prepared at our home, just in the event that there is an earthquake while we're asleep. The first thing that I think it's important to do is to walk around and explore your home. You want to make certain that you don't have a lot of unnecessary objects that could actually fall and hit you or anybody else in the head. One of the things that you might do is look to see where are many of the different types of pictures or vases or other types of things that can fall. I know that one of the problems that happened in one of the earthquakes I was in was that we had pictures that were hung on the wall and they were just hung on by a small little nail and these pictures fell well when the glass breaks on the floor and you're running to go and check on your kids or to go help somebody else you often step on it and it cuts your feet so you've got to really do something about a lot of these types of pictures one thing that's very helpful is that you could buy very very strong velcro and velcro is a strip of cloth it's, it's going to be very very strong Now the industrial strength Velcro is something that's very nice to attach to the back of the picture frame and to the wall so that the pictures will stay on the wall. There's also other types of tacky type of putty. These are things that are available at home improvement stores such as Home Depot but you could actually place this on the bottom of your lamps so that when the earthquake hits, your lamps, they don't start shaking and falling off the tables. You could also do this for a vase or other types of things that you might have in your home. If you have any kind of ceiling fans in your home, make certain that your electrician or handyman who installed it, installed it so that it is earthquake safe. There are small cables that can be attached within that fixture so that it won't fall directly down. Another very important but quite obvious thing to remember is to position your bed in a position that is going to be the safest. You don't want your bed to be underneath the wall unit where you have a lot of books or a TV or other things that could fall on you. And you also want to position your bed so that your head is as far away as possible from the window. This is a way that you're not going to be hurt should the glass break. You don't want that glass to be shattering on top of your head or your face in the kitchen this is where most of the damage occurs every earthquake that I've ever been in the kitchen is really a place that just blows you away there's so much equipment and dishes and pots and pans and food that you have in your kitchen and things will literally pile up to be two to three feet in the air so when you organize your kitchen you want to put some of those things that are going to be more breakable towards the bottom For example, if you have plates, you might want to put the plates actually on the bottom cabinets. If you have a lot of bowls, put them on the bottom cabinets. And on the top cabinets, you might put other types of things. It might be dry packages of food, or you might have seasonings, or other types of things. For all your cabinet doors too, it's a good idea to put some type of a safety latch. These are safety latches that you can actually purchase in many of the home improvement stores and they're really to make the cabinet doors kid-safe so that kids can't get in them. But what I find is that these types of cabinet latches, they are something that really helps so that all of these different food items and such don't fall on the ground. Now another thing that you also have to then prepare for is going to be food, and different types of water. We all know that sometimes it could take days before someone could reach us. If we think back to Hurricane Katrina, it took many days for people to get some types of help. So you want to first store up on water. Water's going to be the most important thing for you. Now I recommend that you get different types of water. You could get bottled water, it could be arrowhead or what have you, and they have them in these half liter containers. And it's important to buy them by the caseload and you want to put one case maybe in your bedroom there might be a situation that you might have a lot of your storage supplies inside your garage but in an earthquake or a fire you may not be able to get to the garage or it might be that the garage actually catches on fire itself So in most people, they usually will find that it's good to place these things in different areas. If you have a case of water in your bedroom and for some reason you can't get out of your bedroom or it's too difficult to get to the kitchen or the garage, you'll have water. Another good thing is to keep some protein bars. A lot of these protein bars are quite tasty and they last a very long time. So you could keep this inside your bedroom or in the second area, which might be your garage or a kitchen area. Now I also remind you that you should keep some of these types of food and water supplies with you at work or at school and it's also good to keep it with you in your backpack. I recommend that all of you students keep a couple of bottles of water Keep one of them in your backpack and maybe one of them at your locker at school and throw a bunch of those different types of power bars inside your backpack. That could be very, very helpful. Sometimes it might be a day or two before you get any kind of food and water, and this will hold you over until the Red Cross or the fire department actually brings you different types of food. There's other types of things that I think are really helpful for your survival, too. It's very, very important that you speak to your friends and your family, your classroom, uh, co-mates and, and co-workers and set up a plan. If there is an earthquake, what are you going to do? You want to remember, if you're at an earthquake, stay in the room or stay in the house. Do not go outside. And the reason for this, especially if you're low vision, is that you may not see a down power line. There's been cases where there's been a tornado or a flood, and there's been electrical power lines. Well, if you're low vision and you don't see that power line and you touch it, it's going to electrocute you. So, in most cases in a home, you don't have to worry about that because all of the wires are going to be inside the wall. So stay inside the home or inside the room. Also, never run and rush out of the building if there's an earthquake. I know that there's been so many times that people panicked. They ran out of the building because of the earthquake and the building was shaking, only to be hit in the head by flying glass or brick. So stay inside your home. You want to find an area that you can take cover. It could be underneath a coffee table or underneath your table or in a desk, but there's going to be many places that you can actually look for cover. Now when you're having these types of preparation drills, you want to tell family members where all of you are going to meet. What you don't want, let's say for example that you're at work and your kids are at school and your other child is at a friend's, you want to make certain that each of you aren't looking for each other and just roaming the streets trying to find each other. In other words, most kids should stay at school. You should stay at school until somebody can come and get you. If you're at work, you want to make a plan that you're going to stay at work. If somebody's at home, they could stay at home until things start to clear up and you do get some help because if all of you are searching for each other, it could be sort of a panic type of situation. The last thing we're going to talk about is how to be prepared. You really all should try to wear good shoes all the time. I know it's fun to wear flip-flops and sandals, but if there is an emergency or an earthquake, it's going to be a lot more difficult to run or to move if you have sandals and slippers. Imagine the people who were at the World Trade Center on 9-11. Those who had better shoes had a much easier time to get away. One of my friends who was in the World Trade Center actually had to run. He had to run, and it was just amazing what he went through. But if he was barefoot, he would not have made it. So always keep a good pair of shoes with you. I recommend that you keep your shoes and other important things underneath your bed. So if there is ever an earthquake, you could quickly put on your shoes and then start to move around the house so that that way you don't cut your feet or cut off your toes on something that could be very dangerous. You also want to keep some other types of supplies. You want to keep a radio. I like these wind-up radios so that if you run out of battery power, you still have that radio contact. And also, these radios also have a light, so you have a flashlight. This could be very, very helpful. Another thing to keep in mind is that you should always keep with you a whistle. It sounds kind of goofy, but I think a whistle is a great thing because in this way you could blow a whistle and people could hear you. It's not going to take as much effort from you as compared to yelling all the time. So keep a whistle. You want to always have shoes with you and also maybe a flashlight. A flashlight is something that you could flash and maybe people could see the light moving if you're trapped. Now one of the best types of flashlights is called the Mini Maglite and they're about eight dollars. You could get them at Target but they're made of a very hard type of an aluminum so it's going to be very durable. So overall just be prepared for these types of earthquakes and events. It may be that there might be two, three, four, maybe even a week where you don't have water so you need to have water. You want to make certain that you have a good plan how can you actually find other family members or what are you gonna do create a plan number three keep a little bit of food some protein bars things that last a long time and you don't have to have water prepare but the proteins gonna keep you energized number four let's go ahead and keep some other types of things that are very helpful a wind-up powered radio a flashlight and a whistle are things that could be very very good so Most importantly, if you're prepared and you don't panic, things will be fine. So I hope this information is helpful to you. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited.